Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another Wrestling Roundtable Discussion Podcast. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hampler and Michael Sidgwick here to discuss another burning wrestling issue, and that is today the return of Kenny Omega and the ongoing discourse that I've seen subsequent to uh, his return on Dynamite, of course, Sidge, that he may have come back too soon. What do you think of all this? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would understand if CM Punk was not ready and he'd broken his foot more badly than anyone thought and there might have been a little bit of internal pressure or pressure put on himself in fact um, to come back too early but the fact that Punk's returned at the exact same time the fact that they've done what two pay-per-views that drew really impressive buy rates in the absence of Kenny Omega like Kenny Omega's got one of the most ardent fan bases in all of wrestling he's an absolute monster of a draw by modern standards all actual objective data backs that up but nonetheless He's not so talismanic to AEW that they've absolutely suffered without him. There's no real pressure for him to have returned. Mm. Therefore, I don't think he was going to have returned when he was good and ready. I think people have been worked by the storytelling in last night's or this week's rather um, AEW Dynamite. Look, the idea as sold by the commentary team is visually conveyed on Kenny Omega's upper torso with like two different bits with the tape and the the compression shirt, you are meant to think that he is not ready. That was a big thread in the match. He was unable to complete his Terminator dive tellingly because that was the one move where in 2021 particularly, when we knew how broken down Kenny Omega was, it used to be the most spectacular sight in all of wrestling. Um, most New Japan fans will remember how awesome it looked at the Dome in particular, um, the first Wrestle Kingdom match, uh, the first match with the Carter. And by 2021, he was really struggling to clear that top rope. That spot was put there because it's the sort of the barometer of how fit and healthy Kenny Omega actually is. And he didn't do it because when he actually clears it by some distance, it's going to get a huge pap. Mm. So that's why he's left that one dangling. Yes, his cardio wasn't there, but it was never going to be, even for a super athlete like Omega. So maybe there was a tiny bit from column A and a lot more from column B because clearly they were fabing you. 
Yes, it's very rare that I get to be vindicated in my it's a work take on this. But uh, Everything's a work to yeah. you. Know, uh, Sid, yeah, Sid said 270-odd days, I think mm. it is, since we last saw him. And it, it, it was a little bit, like you say, people potentially putting the cart before the horse. Like if Omega had come back because it was Forbidden Door or something, you'd maybe understand people making more of that argument of, like you say, we have to bring him back, it's Forbidden Door. But Tony Khan himself had said... He's waiting to bring the Trios Championships in, or he was waiting to bring the Trios Championships in once Omega was back and ready to wrestle. But that just because he's back and ready to wrestle doesn't mean you just blow that off by just having him come out and be absolutely fine and, and nail everything. I think this is only really a conversation because it's Kenny Omega for years now. And I understand this t- in defense of the people that have assumed that something is more serious here and that he has come back too soon or they're worrying on his behalf. I do understand at least that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks through the existence of being the elite and then subsequently all in and all elite wrestling have kind of encouraged you to do the additional reading and do the extra work and get sucked into the elite melodrama and the one giant story that they've been telling from the very beginning that they'll never end until they retire. It's always just one big story. (laughs) So I get it, but I don't know if it's down to generic fan cynicism or a simple lack of trust or belief in a wrestling show, but if all you did was tune in for two hours on a Wednesday night, you should just receive everything that's being spoken to you by a wrestling show as, well, not true, but as the show. And within the show, as Sidgwick points out, Kenny Omega was working hurt. Don Callis used the line, 30% Kenny Omega is better than 100% most of the wrestlers. He's there with the, it's not just a T-shirt. Like when he would wear the T-shirt, and that might trigger a bit of speculation, this wasn't that. You know, this was sort of something with its own extra shoulder protection mm. on. Um, he was like limping from very early on when trying to do some of his biggest moves. This wasn't like one of those, oh, did you spot the secret elite clue in the match? <laughs> this was over. I think it's because it's Kenny in the books. They've kind of trained people not to watch them, but to watch the extraneous detail. And instead it was just, you know, it was implied. It was all there for you. It was, you were supposed to be picking up. Again, they're not secret clues. Nothing was hidden here. Mm. Kenny Omega was working like a hurt wrestler because this isn't real. Like, in reality, he's fine enough to be doing this. I'm not suggesting that he's, um, like, fully recovered from everything. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, and every single wrestler tells you that they all work hurt every single day. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to stake, you know, sort of, you know, I I would bet fairly safely that he's as recovered as he would have been, even if they weren't running this angle. You know, if he was just going to come back with his top off, looking like Kenny Omega, then he could. Yes. They're just not doing it, because why would you when people already know about his injuries? Indeed, and also one thing before we move very quickly on, Kenny Omega emphasises sports and athletics in his storytelling. He's been, he's on record saying that genuine, like, not genuine, but traditional pro wrestling selling is actually silly, and it's not something a real athlete would do over the course of the match. You don't flail, you don't really sell limbs, you don't, reach your hand out histrionically, histrionically mm. to the audience. Like, Kenny Omega's got a very subtle, sports-focused way of selling, unique to himself, and it's more credible than most, genuinely. Um, he sells stamina issues, as he did in the um, series with Okada. He's worked cramp into a match that I've seen before, and this is just another example of that. It's the most realistic story he could tell. How many times have you seen, if you're a football fan or a fan of other sport? But football's one I like, so I use that as the analogy. How many times have you seen, all right, okay, one of your star players um, is out injured for like two or three months. Then they come back into the team, they run around for 60 minutes, and then they get hugged off the pitch by the manager because they are just running on fumes Mm. because they're not match fit. Match fitness is a real thing in sport, and Kenny Omega 
to the ignorance of non-sports numbnuts is trying to tell the story. <laughs> Uh, in terms of the trios tournaments, then they were of course successful. They advanced to the semi-finals. How do you see the elite uh, and the whole of this trios tournament going? Oh, I'll try and keep this tight, concise <laughs> because it really is fascinating. Like one of my big bugbears about AEW, which I genuinely really love most of the time, at least when it's peaking, um, is that it's all a bit predictable. This all-out thing is just quite incredible. The world title picture is wide open. The trios tournament is not that sort of Tony Khan booking device. Device device mm. where it's like right okay you can see the path that each respective finalist on either side of the bracket is going to take it's very different like i don't know how they're going to tell the story because presumably um osprey and aussie open beat death triangle because will osprey is positioned higher in new japan who aew want to maintain a good relationship with than pack penta or phoenix are in aew so you'd expect politically will osprey and his team to win that match at least how does Will Ospreay, who's kind of markets himself as the younger, more physically robust version of Kenny Omega, lose to this specific version of Kenny Omega? So I'm finding that very likely semi-final absolutely fascinating. I don't think Kenny Omega doesn't work um, all out, but it's so unpredictable how they arrive at that finish. Obviously, one of Aussie Open's going to take that fall, mm -hmm. but it's still a reflection on Osprey. So that is really interesting. Um, on the other side, oh, the Hangman Page references in the opening segment and the potential maybe for a three-way. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's WWE brained to think that it might happen, but WWE brain is a real thing. Yep. So there's always that element of doubt that they will just accommodate Page into the main event. So that's maybe CM Punk has done us all a favor and added an unnecessary, like a necessary rather, wrinkle of doubt into all of the complexion of the all out card. I still expect Dark Order to advance, maybe through Miro interfering um, against the House of Black, thus setting up the third trios match, I think, on that all out card. Yeah. Um, so I think they've leaned heavily on the Dark Order as a key narrative component of this tournament. And, um, yeah, the Trustbusters don't have a chance. So <laughs> I expect best friends to advance. Yeah, I, like, I can't disagree too strongly with that. The best friends are sort of an interesting one because they're, they've been jobbers to the stars for pretty much AEW's like, entire existence. But Orange Cassidy has become a star. And then maybe... Like, it's hard to get them there via the brackets, but had you never seen a bracket, I think you would consider them dark horses because is it not time to, you know, yes, I'll get off the pot when it comes to Orange Cassidy, and it feels like they're maybe just going to get off the pot with him instead. So having them, like, win these trios titles might be a nice way to kind of reward how over he was getting over the summer. Um, but as it is, it's just really hard to look past that dream match, which, to be fair, AEW have potentially curated with the use of Hangman Page and the Young Bucks kind of coming together just before it of this elite Dark Order final with Page stepping in as a substitute. And everybody's fantasy booked a version of that on Twitter and you can kind of pick your favourite Dark Order combinations. Kenny Omega, working throughout this tournament, the Osprey match has become infinitely more interesting mm -hmm. as a result of Omega's performance on Dynamite last night. Beforehand, that was showing itself as the perfect way to bring those two together for the first time. They've been having this Master Apprentice feud on Twitter for ages. They kind of they didn't just miss each other, but the way they've framed it is that they've kind of just missed each other in New Japan uh, they're going to be coming together again for the first time in a long time when even glimpses of it a few years ago were absolutely fantastic. I read a fantastic book called Becoming All Elite, and it documented within that book how um, the author spoke at length 
about how Kenny Omega was just thinking on a completely different level when AEW first started. He had to reduce his star power in order to help get everybody over and then get himself over all over again. Mm-hmm. But he was not working fully fit, but he was working pretty fit to do that. This is an easier version of that story. He can get stronger and better throughout a tournament, through a three-match series, to the point where working Osprey is going to like sort of bring something to life for him. He's going to have watched the tape. We know that Kenny Omega most of the time watches the tape. He's going to watch this tape back and see the weakness. So he's going to, in kayfabe, of course, he's going to hit the gym so his cardio is better for the Osprey match. He's going to, I would be amazed if he doesn't, if he doesn't nail the uh, You Can't Escape, like, and nail it with ease and be like, look, early on in the match, I'm back and you're going to see the growth of it. And if he does beat Osprey or if he helps in the defeat of Osprey, it's going to be, look, I got you tonight. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The only other sort of thing I could see potentially getting in the way of the sort of straightforward run is if Adam Cole and Red Dragon have anything more to say. I know that Cole and O'Reilly are still technically on the injured list, mm. I think, because he wanted Bobby Fish to go with the Young Bucks. But that feels, it just feels like a big gap in the story yeah. if they don't have something to say. Now that Omega has just come back, surely Adam Cole's got something to say about that. It'll be a bit of a plot hole if he isn't at least asked, like pushed for comment in the weeks to come. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, Speaking of dream matches, uh, you know, Kenny Omega goes away. And we get a glimpse of it with the match with Brian Danielson, but there's so much potential now. You look across the board. Mm. Um, I would like to know when you think maybe he's going to fight for the world title again, because as Sid said, it is so up in the air right now. You've obviously got 
Moxley and, and Punk on next week's Dynamite. You've got Hangman Page. You've got the specter of MJF over all this. Um, and then you've got, like you say, you've got the uh, the singles Osprey match for Omega. What other dream matches would you like to say? Would you like to see Punk, Cole, things like that? Cole is... So, the, yeah, it's those two, but for very different reasons. So Cole is the one that makes the most narrative sense because kind of Adam Cole like called him out on night one without calling him out, didn't he? Like, I've got everybody here, and I'm, and I'm the top guy in this company, and Kenny Omega stood there in the ring next to him. Punk is the dream match. Punk and Omega feels like the closest we're going to get to all those Cody matches that we never got before he went back to WWE, and then swore blind that he'd had everything he wanted to do. It's like, well, we lost that, we lost that, we lost that. Kenny coming back has reminded you that Kenny versus CM Punk is huge. It's absolutely enormous. It's the stuff of a decade's worth of match graphics. You know, and like now they're both in the company, they're both theoretically fully fit, or even better, both working a little bit hurt. Like Punk's going to use this foot injury now going forward as this weakness and as this, oh, he isn't like all that time off. You thought, oh, he's getting back to full fitness and then he's taking the knock at the worst time. Kenny Omega is going to play this for as long as he possibly can. That one wrong move could like trigger his vertigo again or could like knock a shoulder out of socket or whatever. I think they're going to be war horses by the time they fight each other they're going to be battered they're going to be bruised but they're going to both believe themselves to be the very best the call match is just nice from a again the continuation of the big picture story i'll be curious if um they drag it out and they make it last they try and like push it and delay it for as long as possible because i think adam cole's status within aw is going to be fascinating over the years to come the you cannot ignore um what might happen now that triple h is in charge and cody rhodes is over in wwe what the two of them collectively could do to try and sell WWE as a place to return to. We've, we've talked about Johnny Gargano potentially going to AEW, and that conversation has died since Triple H has become like head honcho in WWE. I wonder if Adam Cole has got to be thinking, well, my value is going to be through the roof to both of these companies in two years. And if five, five years is it? Or four at this like, point. Like if they're going to want to delay that match for as long as possible to keep him really emotionally invested mm. in AEW or get it out of the way for the worry that they're not going to be able to do it. For me, this is a hot take, right? And if it gets misinterpreted by idiots, and it probably will, <laughs> I, I would get slaughtered for it. I myself am an incurable work rate nerd, right? But Kenny Omega versus CM Punk is the millennial hardcore work rate nerd Hogan versus Rock. Like it is. Mm. You've got two wrestlers beloved by the same generation of fans, and yet those two wrestlers like kind of passed like ships in the night. They are both at one point were considered the very best pro wrestlers on the world in the world. Um, very sort of um alternative in their sort of look and the way they approach wrestling, both like extraordinarily clever at their craft, both fundamentally have changed the wrestling industry in different ways. Um, both have got absolutely massive online and cult or whatever followings. So I think that would be absolutely internet breaking when in fact it does happen. And my worry is that. Tony Khan likes to build. He likes to build young talent. He likes to preserve his big matches on the quarterly uh, across the quarterly pay-per-view model. This summer, I kind of hope, has acted as a wake-up call. Because all great bookers should learn or do learn. And I hope he is a do-learner. This summer and the advancing years of some of his roster and the wear and tear endured like by Punk Omega, hopefully it's acted as something of an epiphany to Tony Khan, whereby he thinks to himself, like, maybe I don't quite have as much time as I have to build this new generation, and I should kind of focus on the here and now. Otherwise, like, age, injury, something crazy like a Cody jump might deprive me of the dream matches I could book 
tomorrow if I wanted. I love a slow burn. I love the deep Money investment. drawing dream matches. We're not just talking yeah, about it's like that's a pay-per-view record yeah. set up potentially free W. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? And I really hope he doesn't piss around too much. Would like you, make me want it, mm. but don't make me not have it. Yeah. <laughs> would you have the, the that be the a world title match? Or if not, when would you like to see Kenny Omega fight for the world title again? Or I've got no idea, you know. I've got absolutely no idea. I think Kenny Omega versus CM Punk, for all the reasons I've just outlined, doesn't necessarily, I don't like this phrase, need the belt. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like that phrase in general. Um, I suppose it's different in different contexts, but like, everything should need the belt. If you've, particularly with the, the, the wrestlers with the same persona, which is another thing that they have in common, um, but they're stylistically different, so it isn't like a really boring mirror match. That kind of should be for a title, but it would be awesome if it wasn't. I just needed to happen, basically, under any circumstances. When somebody says the match doesn't need the belt, it sort of implies that, well, then is the belt not on the wrong person? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I that's know. always that feeling in the back of your mind. It's like, well, that guy needs the belt more. Does that mean he's weaker than these other two wrestlers? Yeah. Okada is the one for me. If Forbidden is going to be an annual thing, I want the next Omega Okada chapter to be in AEW. Like, that feels like, it just feels like a place I want to see that match happen again. I kind of do and I don't, because there's no way... That neither man, I think Omega's a little bit more thrashed than a carder at this point. There's absolutely no way, physically, unless there's any crazy advances in the world of medical science, that they can do the match that they had in 2018, mm. which should be incredibly daunting. But the same thing was said of uh, Misawa and Kabashi in 2003. Mm. It was said that in 2003, there's no chance they can scale the heights that they set in the 90s. If they do do Okada and Omega, they would take it upon themselves, Omega particularly because he did lay out those matches, of basically crafting, all right, I've once crafted the greatest match of all time in 2018. Now I'm going to have to craft the smartest so that... The physical it, think piece, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I have to live up to it by crafting the most intelligent, working around limitations match. And I would like to see Kenny Omega answer that challenge, if nothing else. It's great to have Kenny Omega back, isn't it? Yes, but at the same time, I want him to come back properly. <laughs> but that means the next few weeks will be like really anxious waits to see him Take become the, the cleaner off. again. Yeah. Take it off of Kenny. <laughs> I need to see that musculature. Yeah. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts on the return of, of Kenny Omega, whether you think he's returned too soon, and uh, who you'd like to see him face in the future in the comments section below uh, or on Twitter at WhatCultureWW. Of course, watch you there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at. Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. But for now, uh, this has been Get the Table, another Wrestling Roundtable discussion podcast. My, my thanks to Michael Hamflit, to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 